Hello, and welcome to the Nonprofit Radio Show, a podcast with tips and tools for small nonprofits. If you feel in the dark about how to run a nonprofit, sunshine is on its way. I'm Nancy Bacon, and I'm joined by Sarah Brooks. And this week, we're talking about purposeful gathering. Very important, because I feel like sometimes as nonprofit organizations, we have unpurposeful gatherings. And in a new year, it's an excellent time to look at the calendar for the year ahead and say, which ones should we keep? I absolutely agree. Now, let's play a little game of word association. Okay. I say 2020. You say? Over. <laughs> yes, that's true. That is so true. That is so true. Um, <laughs> when right, I, would... I say 2020 and you say? I say COVID, racial reckoning, and Zoom. Those are the three. Yes. Yeah. Those are the three things that come to my mind. And I know we had an incredible relief when we flipped that calendar to 2021. We're thinking, oh, I can see people again. But, you know, before we revert back to our old ways, I just want to hit pause for a second. And we want to talk about what we experienced in 2020 and how we might hold on to some of those innovations that may have worked. Maybe they even worked better. We'll see. Um, I want to talk about how we gather to raise money, build community, make decisions, all of those things that nonprofits do when they bring people into one space. Well, and this is even more important than we thought, Nancy, because we might need to do it in our pandemic ways a little bit longer than we thought. I think so too. So, but even, so let's, let's play a game here. The pandemic is over. Sarah, do you think it might be possible that we hold a Zoom event next year in that time period when it's when we could gather? I am going out on a limb and I'm going to say we should, which is not what I would have said a year ago. That is <laughs> so true. I, I, and you know me, especially, I love to be in a room full of people, but I have become a bit of a fan of Zoom gatherings or other phone conference line gatherings, other ways of connecting people in certain circumstances and with a whole lot of prep work. I absolutely agree. And so I guess our first point here is to talk about that in certain circumstances, right? Because <laughs> that you, with that that phrase, you're digging at purpose, right? You're 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 bringing up that different meetings have different purposes, and really digging at um, what are we trying to achieve? You know, loyal listeners know that we always come back to purpose. We always come back to values. We always come back to some of the same things. So, um, so so here we want to talk about purpose and why we're gathering. You know, it's so much a part of nonprofit culture to hold meetings because we do, right? It's Wednesday. It must be a board meeting or, you know, it's the second Friday of the month. So it's the spaghetti feed at the Grange Hall, you know, and, and yet even when we have those regular gatherings, every gathering has a purpose, the reason that we're coming together. And I think the, the more crisply we, we define that purpose the better the gathering is going to be, don't you think? Absolutely. And, you know, this totally spurs for me a, a reflection on an event we just held about a week ago um, where we were explaining a conservation project to a neighborhood, um, letting them know what was going to happen in their backyard and answering their questions. And as we, the staff, started talking about what we would show on our shared screen and who was going to say what, we were completely focused on the nuts and bolts of a, a, a land project that we wanted to share. And at the very end, I said something about, well, 
hey, aren't we going to allow time for people to introduce themselves to each other? And remember, that always takes longer than we think. And my fellow staff sort of stopped and said, well, wait a minute, don't you think they all know each other already? And we're on Zoom. And so that's always a little weird. And I said, no, I think because we're on Zoom, we need to do it all the more. Um, so people know who's there. And, and, and for those who are going to watch the recording, they get to meet everybody. And so we did. And it was the best part of the whole gathering. And in fact, we afterwards said, oh, that's right. That's why we like neighborhood gatherings, because they bring people together. It's it's sometimes if you don't stop and think about what it is you're trying to accomplish, you get really sidetracked and fixated on other pieces of it that aren't as important as the core. I think that's a great example of, of an organization that thinks not just about your purpose as an organization, your purpose for convening that meeting, but what is the neighborhood's purpose? What does the neighborhood need exactly. to get out of that gathering? And that's really powerful. Um, so, so this notion of what the purpose is can really guide the decisions that we make into the future. Sounds like that neighborhood gathering might stay on Zoom, or at least in some cases. In some cases, it might because we have people in our community, for example, who aren't necessarily full-time residents. And so we had some part-time residents who could be where they are and get into this internet world and actually meet a neighbor. And there was a, a wonderful sense of intimacy to it as well. Um, you got to see uh, either someone's green screen and people picked their favorite photos, um, or you got to see someone's kitchen. <laughs> and it was a wonderful way for people who are neighbors who may never have been in each other's homes to get to see each other and learn a little something about each other. We learned that someone played guitar and someone else played mandolin, and now they're going to have a band the next time they can get together. Um, just those small little things that I think, especially right now, we crave those connections. Um, mm -hmm. They can still happen on Zoom. You just have to kind of give them the space. Mm -hmm. It's true. A book that I've cited before that I think so much about is The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker. And she challenges us, even for those things that we say, well, the purpose of that meeting is a staff meeting, or the purpose of that event is a birthday party. She pushes us to go deeper than that. That So why do you have a staff meeting? What is the purpose of that meeting? Is it to build connection between your team? Is it to um, elevate core issues? Because if your meeting is just to exchange information, use email, use something else, right? So that purpose, if your purpose is rooted in connection with each other, then you may choose to do it in person, but you may not. You may decide to go the way of your neighborhood gathering and, and go on Zoom. Which brings us to our, our second point, and that is that there's a real intimacy in the two-dimensional world. I mean, you mentioned that, you know, in the background, you could see somebody with a guitar, or you could see their home, or you could see something like that. And one of the things that I'm really struck by is that on Zoom, we're all at the same level. So there's a two-dimensionality to that, which is which in some ways is good. So for example, if I'm leading a meeting and I'm at the front and you're at the way back, I can barely see you. I certainly can't hear you. And I don't have that, that once you take away the three-dimensionality of it, you bring everyone together with a real sense of, of equality, right? So I was helping a friend with a uh, a high holidays Jewish service back in, you know, in the spring. And it was amazing to see over a hundred people all across Washington, 
all side by side in those famous Hollywood squares that we're looking at. And that, that, that intimacy was something that people did not expect from a Zoom call. Right. And I, I actually think in many ways, we wouldn't have been learning about this if we hadn't had the pandemic. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Zoom ever could have done the marketing campaign that would have gotten us all to try this. Right. But now we have. And what I'm learning is it does make it more accessible for some people. Um, some people are just not comfortable in a large room of people, but they're willing to come to a Zoom. It gives us a chance to record it, which is also important to to mean if I I can't make that specific time because I work or have children responsibilities or other other conflicts, I can still be a part of the conversation in my own way. Um, And as you said, it it kind of levels the playing field. We can we can put up a, a curtain behind us if we don't want to show off our kitchen dishes um, and um, still have our, our face and our facial expressions seen by others. Um, and, and that can be really powerful too. Mm-hmm. I think another piece of purpose for me gets at what is the, you know, whether how we play with time. So do we need to, is something needed right now? Is attention needed right now? Or is it something that I can do on my own time? You know, this is a question that comes up up a lot with board meetings. How do I get my board to read reports that we send out in advance? And I always say there's just one secret trick and you just put a little magic pixie dust on the board report (laughs) before you send it out and that makes them read it, right? Totally. Yeah. It's just hard to find. I know. I know. It's one of those, you know, we're trying to move away from Amazon as, as, you know, in order to go to, to get things at our local stores and our local stores have run out of the magic pixie dust. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think a lot about learning and I think a lot about all the different ways that, that people learn stuff. And, and I really appreciated some, some research that showed that on demand work. So that stuff where you put a video up that somebody can watch anytime they want, that's actually the best way to go about information sharing. You know, that email or that that listserv or that video, using that for information sharing is the better way to go. Where you really need to bring people together is when you need social interaction. So whether you're in person or you're on Zoom, um, my hope is that as we move into 2021, we don't just think in terms of that binary, whether you're um, live or, you know, whether you're in person or on Zoom, but we actually stretch that out into a different dimension where we consider time and things that we share in an on-demand kind of way. Super important. And I completely agree. And I also think it holds still the same core principles we've always known, which is in order to get someone to watch that video recording or that uh, video you've made of something or read that report, it, we rely on personal relationships to get them to do it, right? You can post it on your website and hope people will come, or you can personally reach out to people and say, hey, this was important, especially I think, Nancy, you'd like minute 28, take a look um, and pique their interest. So there's so many things about getting people to quote unquote gather even if they're not doing it at the same moment, that we actually do know how to do well. And they hold equally true in the Zoom internet world as they do in person. Um, It's about making sure people feel some connection to someone who's inviting them into that 
gathering, whether it be asynchronous at a different time or together. Um, And I think that sometimes we think there's some greater magic to this. And I always think we go back to the things we know that work and then just tweak them slightly um, and they'll continue to do what we need them to do in this new world too. They absolutely will. I mean, we've talked a lot about culture and making sure it's part of your culture um, to really be purposeful in how you gather. Um, You know, technology is changing all the time. If 2020 was defined by Zoom, then 2021 might be the year of Whova, Gather, or any of these other platforms that we're seeing all the time in our email. We're going to have so many more options going into the future. So if we're feeling a little bit overwhelmed by the options now, it's a great opportunity to center ourselves around our purpose. So really understand all of these different reasons why we meet. And that's going to be our North Star as we choose the right way to meet. I think, you know, we can also learn a lot across disciplines between adult learning, meeting facilitation, community organizing. You know, Sarah, you were telling me a great example related to Stacey Abrams, and and that really resonated with me. Yeah, I, I, right before we had that neighborhood gathering I was describing earlier in the session, I went for a walk and I happened to catch on my radio a um, interview with Stacey Abrams where she was talking about having somehow gotten her hands on a book uh, that had been written decades ago about how to build a church. And I missed the intro, uh, so I I can't give more than that. But she she had this book on how to build a church, and it had several key principles in it. One was that you you go to people where they are, um, you go with people who they trust, and you talk about your values. And if you did those three things, then you could build a great church. And she, of course, then was saying that this became her guiding principles for building a, a voting and election uh, campaign efforts. And I, in my head, was immediately thinking, oh, those are the same principles for building a movement for your nonprofit. You meet people where they are, you come with people they trust, and you talk first and foremost, about your values, your purpose. Absolutely. That is so right on. You know, so it's not going to surprise folks that our word of this week is purpose. And, you know, of course, with purpose, I think about the reason for which something is done. I mean, it is it is the the foundation for we, uh, upon which our actions are, are grounded. What do you think about with purpose? Well, it's interesting. I've I've been thinking about purpose more, and I usually um, associate purpose with something big and meaningful. And you know, my life's purpose is sort of where I first go. Um, but as I think about my nonprofit organization and why we gather and the events we have, um, sometimes the purpose isn't deep and life changing, right? Sometimes the purpose can be as simple as it is important for you to know who your neighbor is. Um, In our case, that's going to be wildly important if we have another wildfire or any other um, kind of neighborly and need issue. Um, So I think sometimes we overthink purpose or we think purpose has to be some significant important piece. And sometimes it's okay to acknowledge that our purpose, for example, for a staff meeting is just to make sure everyone feels involved. Um, Sometimes our purpose is just to laugh because we will work better as a team if we um, have enjoyed each other's company. Um, So I guess I'm encouraging us to, to be 
diligent and disciplined this year about always knowing your purpose, but don't assume that purpose has to be your life's purpose. It can just be enough to know why you're doing it. I love that. I love that. Big purpose, little purpose, and together we're going to get it all done. You know, you and I are both amazed when we look back on 2020 to see how much nonprofits innovated. I mean, it was just constant, right? And how many longstanding ways were shifted in big and small ways to keep that work moving forward. We never would have imagined all these board meetings online, a fundraiser online. I mean, mm-hmm. we never, I, I heard about a lunch in a few weeks that will be online. <laughs> Not sure exactly how how that chicken will be served, but it'll be interesting, right? It's going to be exciting a year from now to see what innovations we tested lasted all year and what innovations we move back from. But no matter what, we'll grow uh, through them as our communities are served by us. We know that you got this. Thank you for listening to the Nonprofit Radio Show. Loyal listeners, on February 19th, 2021, we will be holding a live show where Nancy and Sarah, with special guest Rebecca Zanata, will answer your questions. Imagine Car Talk for Nonprofits. Join us by visiting our website, nonprofitradioshow.com. If you like what you heard on today's episode, please consider sharing the podcast and rating us on your favorite podcast site. Your support is the best way for us to reach more people. We invite you to look at the show notes at nonprofitradioshow.com for ideas on how to bring these conversations into your organization or to tell us what you'd like to hear next. Nonprofit Radio Show is produced by Nancy Bacon and Sarah Brooks. Editing and post-production are provided by Margaret Nepp Schulte of Three Choices Creative Communications. Music is by Riley Crabtree. Together, we are inspired by you and other nonprofit leaders doing important work in our communities.